yeah, I think like if you can set up residencies in other countries, if you can get some properties overseas and start to have assets and incomes and different、mm. flows in different jurisdictions, I think you could say that you've essentially escaped the matrix, quote unquote. Hey everybody! Thanks for tuning into the Flypath podcast. My name is Tom, and today we interviewed our good friend Bo Arfi from Maple Group Melbourne. He's a director and CEO, and he's brilliant at what he does. In this podcast today, he talks about you know moving to Dubai and working internationally, and the perks that come of which of that decision, real estate and operating internationally, as I said, as well as upcoming changes to tax rates and other stuff. I don't want to spoil it too much. All I want to say is make sure you take notes. This is extremely valuable. And even now, while I'm listening to the final edit, I'm still inspired. And when we left his office in Melbourne. The team and I, we all left incredibly inspired and had stories the whole car ride home. So yeah, what I want you to do is I want you to take as many notes as you can and action the advice he gives in this podcast. Because again, we don't bring people on this show unless what they're saying is noteworthy. No more time wasted. You're listening to the Flypath Podcast. My name's Tom Barclay. Thanks for tuning in. People realize that. A lot of these Western countries like aren't necessarily the best places to do business. Yeah, you know the Western countries are like the compliance is constantly increasing. Like obviously、mm. Australia, like we've noticed in certainly in our industry, you know year on year there's tons of extra compliance that comes through. Oh, absolutely. You know there's regulation which is great. Like、I've, we absolutely need regulation. There's a difference between regulation and overregulation,、mm-hmm. and、um, I feel like、uh, you know we're starting to head in that direction. Most、um, definitely, man. Yeah, massive trend.、But、if you don't mind me asking, what's your background? Um, so for me, like I, I've been a mortgage broker for a very long time、background, when I was quite young. Nationality? Oh, nationality!、Yeah. Oh, I'm Italian.、Um, Italian. So my my parents are Italian. I was born here.、Mm-hmm. My parents were actually born here. My dad's brother came here when he was three. Right. My dad was just born here. Right. And my mum was born here too. Would you say having you know that background gave you clarity on these kind of issues that you're talking about? You know, international issues. Or was that self-taught? No,、nah, not necessarily. I mean, my my family, like, even my parents were born here, so、mm-hmm. not necessarily. Nah, nah. I think more so just what I've seen in business, and like more so, I came to the conclusion myself that it's probably good to diversify if you're a business person.、Absolutely. Whether that's having different streams of income, obviously you've got asset classes, but now you've also got different streams of income throughout the country. Is this diversification、um, within the business or within your own personal ventures? No, with, yeah, within within my own personal ventures. Right. So obviously you've got diversifying your asset classes. So you've got diversifying your shares, property, crypto, yeah, gold, silver, whatever. Like all of it. You know all of that stuff. Like that's great. But then like if you pull back in the layer, like you also have people want to have. Money in other countries and other locations、mm. to just have more freedom and flexibility because there may be situations where compliance, if compliance continues the way it's going, it's going to be a very likely situation that it'll be harder to buy properties overseas. There'll be more control on your money, and you'll have less ability to do what you want to do. So、right. obviously, these sorts of things are very concerning for entrepreneurs, where entrepreneurs' whole mindset is about freedom, is about、mm. like having options, is about like being able to be mobile and to move. So. If there's a situation where you know we think that that can be threatened, I mean that's that's everything that we work for. That's one of the biggest things. Apart from your health and your family relationships, your building your business and having freedom is absolutely you know most definitely very very important. So consider yourself free now. Yeah, I think look, Andrew Tate talks about escaping the matrix,、mm-hmm. but I guess we can all have conversations. There's certainly levels to the、oh, game.、Absolutely. But yeah, I think like if you can set up residencies in other countries, if you can get some properties overseas and start to have assets and incomes and different、mm. flows in different jurisdictions, I think you could say that you've essentially escaped the matrix, quote unquote. Obviously, you've got people that are people that are rich and people that are wealthy. So you've got 
There's often people, they might have a successful business, two, three, five hundred thousand, a million dollars a year or whatever, but it's also about like where are you putting that money? Yeah. And you know, if you're tied to your situation where you can't actually leave your geographical jurisdiction, exactly. then you haven't really escaped the matrix, exactly. even if you're making a million dollars a year. So escaping the matrix is all about freedom and all about like being able to operate on different jurisdictions and be in different places and still have your flows coming in. As you said um, before, being mobile. Yes, absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Definitely. That's like one of the most important things. So for me, you know, for a long time, it was like building wealth, building wealth, like getting properties. Like for me, I got my first property at 20 years old wow. um, and then just kept rolling on. Like I got mm. over 20 investments here. I'm starting to build properties internationally. But my point is that, you know, that's no longer my priority now. Right. My priority now is actually like diversifying and fully like creating you know, another lifestyle on different grids to essentially, you can't technically escape the matrix, but you can operate on as many grids as possible to therefore have- You can like, control them more than others. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 100%. So exactly. you can move to different places and still have your money flows but coming through. I have through. to know, man. Like, yeah. As you said, you got your first property at 20 years old. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of tax regulations, there's a lot of red yes. tape, as you said before. Yes. So at a young age, how do you navigate that red tape? Because it's quite yeah. like in my position, for example, in advertising, there's a lot of policy yep. changes and everything. And even that is getting difficult to manage. 100%, 100%. So there's obviously a lot of red tape, a lot of compliance coming through. Mm. Compliance is not a bad thing. Like compliance at its core it's is necessary. great. It's yeah. absolutely necessary. But the problem is they mask compliance and then start to take control. So the problem with over-regulation, over-compliance is that, you know, they begin to restrict movement and restrict what you can do to the point where it becomes very, very difficult to operate, right. makes it not viable to operate in a particular market. Unfortunately, like that's where a lot of people see some of the trends going. Hopefully it stops now and everybody can just keep moving, but mm -hmm. we're noticing that it is pushing very far one way. Obviously we can see like through our own governments here at the moment, like we are very left-sided. Of course. As of, you know, 2022, 2023, like we're, we're very left dominant. Yeah, the lockdowns definitely show that as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the compliance was massive. Walking through a, a shopping center without a mask, pretty uncomfortable. Seeing you know, you can still families. do it, but yeah. people like, you have like seven or eight people go like, put your mask on. They're like, fucking hell, you know? Yeah. Like it is, it just shows how easy it, people are to manipulate, mm. which is very, very scary. And then after that, it was like, fuck, we need options because the fact that there was curfews, like we forget like for months on end in, in Melbourne. I was anyway, in Sydney and I thought that was bad. You guys had it for like year, two years. We weren't allowed year? to leave the house after dark. Like You weren't allowed or you were allowed? No, we weren't. Like oh. we had curfews. If you actually think about like how crazy that is, mm. like they're restricting people from leaving your house. Mm. I could see my grandmother, it's the same thing. It's like, crazy. You know, so if you actually really sit back and reflect on what happened, like it is, it's mind boggling mm. really, like think about it. You wouldn't think that that sort of stuff would happen here. Nobody thought that this would happen here. And here we are. Free country, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So exactly. we thought. And, but to take um, it back, yep. um, to take it back to the property field because yes. I've heard a lot about Maple Group and I can understand you must be a very proud person of that. Thank you. And um, I would love to know, if you started today, if, you, if you're back at 20, yes. 20 years old, yeah. and you could start a real estate, would you? Yeah, now, absolutely. Today? Like if I was 20 years yeah. old? 20 now. Oh, very good question. Mm. Um, very good question. Well, the question I always ask is, I mean, if you're sitting there and you're, you're 20 years old, you've got $60,000 saved or mm. whatever, you're $50,000 saved, and you're, you're earning an income enough to buy a property, you can, what do you can invest in? You've got shares, crypto, you can keep, leave your money in the bank, you can look at starting a business, which yeah. is great. For me, I always believed that bricks and mortar was a good way and I didn't really, I wanted to be, I would rather like in my 20s, I was happy to just like work to learn rather than work to earn. Yep. So I didn't make like big, big money in my 20s. Like I was actually an employee for a very long time. Like mm. I was an employee from, you know, 18, you know, to all the way through to like 25 really. And then 25, but then I've had the company for five years. I'm 28, but 
I was sort of side hustling it. Yeah. So I was still employed, you know, when I was up to about 25 and I still had the company. But I think it's very important to gather experiences as well. Mm. And you work to learn and then you, you start your thing on the side and, and you get moving. Like you don't have to get everything fucking perfect. Like mm. that's a big misconception. Like you don't want to spend three years planning. Like just start. I think that's yeah, the biggest. That's a big problem for big, a lot of people. 100%. You know, Did you miss the clocking in, clocking out after being an employee? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. You, uh, you don't miss the No, did you? Not oh, now. did I? I know you didn't. But Obviously, like, yeah, when you're an employee, like, you clock in, you clock out. Like, you know, watching the clock is, like, mm. it's pretty crazy. I couldn't imagine that anymore. There's mm. a cool quote that I love that's, like, if you want to buy things that look at a price tag, you got to work without looking at the clock. 100%. That's awesome. 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You got, and, any, um, you got any fabulous quotes, you know, that you live by? Yeah, very nice. For me, like, at the moment, like, my business has been growing you know, at a really, really good level. In particular, like it has been growing at it, thank you, at a good level for a while, but it's probably started to really start to grow like even a lot more over the last three months. Mm. I feel like that has been in relation to the company that I've been keeping. So for me, like networking was never like something that was really top priority Mm. for me. Health was never top priority for me. I always recognized it. But now it's also about like filling up all your buckets of water with like, as a man, I feel like you need to be completely level on different areas, right? Yes. So Capable. it's not just about like having money. It's about like having all of these different things associated. You can't just have one thing. Mm. So once I started to realize that that was important and actually prioritize that, that's when things actually took an, an amazing turn in all realms. You know, when I started to prioritize networking, then I was around people that were fit and had very mobile bodies and then I was around people that were very charismatic and excellent networkers and then the you know and it's just you you're around all of these people and you realize that how important your a your circle is mm. I'll give you the quote in just a sec oh, I'm um, you realize that the company that you keep is so important absolutely so having a good strong group of like-minded people that actually want the best for you mm. as opposed to people that are like oh, fuck that guy makes like 100k a month and I only make 20k a month like fuck Jealousy, him. You, know? you got to like actually realize that and be mm. like fuck Bless that guy, he deserves his success. Even people that like wish me, that I know probably like wish me not the best, I'm still like, I wish them all the best. It doesn't do me any favors to then put out bad energy to them. I wish everybody all the best, I don't care. And if I catch myself saying like, fuck that person, I just stop myself and be like, I wish them all the best. Even though I know they hate my guts. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not, that was not my my mentality. When did that kick in, do you think? Probably 12 months ago. 12 months ago. But now it's been, from the company that I've been keeping, from networking to actually making an effort to hang around people that are like-minded, that do want the best for you. Yeah. For making, for, for prioritizing that, that has absolutely changed all realms. For me now, like prioritizing health, prioritizing socializing, time with family, and also just other little sub-segments. So mm. making sure that you always look good. Get your fucking yeah, haircut. You know, make sure that you've got good fucking skincare routine, whatever. You know, making sure that you dress well and that you're not scruffy and all of these sort of things, like they're important. And time management organization, right? Absolutely. People judge you as well. Yeah. So look, one thing I mentioned about the quote is, um, you know, the one of them is the big panda asked the, the small dragon, what's more important, the journey or the destination, right? So the journey of life or where you end up. And the little, I think it was Tiger basically said, the company. The company you keep is the most important. So, you know, the people that you hang around with, who you choose to associate with, will absolutely shape your future. And, you know, obviously we hear it time and time again, you are the sum of the five people you hang around with, whatever, but that's really freaking important. And I didn't actually value that until recently. And for me, like by doing that, it's helped me level up in all these different areas. And that's had a massive flow and effect on my company as well, as well as all these other things where I thought we were doing well in the company. And now we just started doing like 50% better in the last 
three months, which is awesome since we're starting to care about that. So it has a flow on effect. You can't just be a fat slob, but then have no. money because yeah. you're, you're not, you're, you're not going to elevate. Mm. Like it's all related. Mm. At the same time, you can't just be a fucking brokey that's only at the gym. Yeah, well, like, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, do everything. It's a healthy balance. It's a healthy balance. Yeah. The other thing I found very interesting as well is when I spent time in Dubai, you know, we were getting, we get booths, like when we go out and stuff, like we get booths. So we were working like at five, four or five o'clock in the morning, like we're going hard. On the week, like working. But then on the weekend, we'll get booths, we'll have a good time. But you've earned it. We've earned it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the point I was trying to make before yeah. is that um, with those younger kids you were talking about, like yes. I feel like it just, it boggles my mind when people yeah. drop this kind of money on, you know, as you said, a booth, $150,000 sure. booth. Yeah. When... You put it in perspective, you think people down the street are working, but they're slaving away and they can yeah. barely earn even close to that. And then these people are dropping an entire house on a booth. It's, you know, the discrepancy, just, it hurts my heart a little bit. It's you know? levels, bro. Exactly. Um, life is not fucking fair. Not at know? all. And hey, there's people that are working. Look, you know, there's always there's always people worse than you too. There's always people better than you. Like there's people that are that have a roof over their head that mm. are earning 50K, like husband's earning 50K, wife's earning 40K, whatever. And they're renting in the suburbs 50 minutes away. And you might think, fuck, they're living paycheck to paycheck and some 21-year-old spending 150K on a booth. Mm. But then there's a guy in fucking, I don't know, like Bangladesh or some shit that like fucking is working so hard he only gets to see his family once every six months, you know? And it's a lot yeah. of the cab drivers in Dubai. So, and then there's a guy who's like, fuck, you know, who's below him who lives in a fucking hut that has hardly has any clean water mm. that's then like, fuck, he gets to drive a car and he actually ha- can fill his belly. And then, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you look at me, like, obviously there's there's guys that are earning eight figures, nine figures, and the guy in the Ferrari will look at the guy at the Bugatti, the guy in the Bugatti will look at the guy with the private jet, the guy with the private jet will look at the guy with a $500 million yacht. Mm. There's fucking levels. Absolutely. You know, so the game is not fucking fair, yes. you know, and that's simple well, do you ever as feel that. Like, do you ever feel like an imposter in that? Do you ever feel like an imposter with where you're Fuck at? Fuck no, or you're happy because I earned it. Absolutely. Why the fuck would you feel? Why would you feel guilty for that? You'd never should. A Absolutely lot of people not. experience that. No, I don't think yeah. anybody should feel guilty. If you earned it, if you earn it the right way, if mm. you put in the hard yards. Absolutely not. Life's not fair and people don't make the change. Life's not fair, but it's not fair for everybody. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? No one's going to hand you what no. you want. You have to. You have to earn it. Life is life is war. It's everything is competition. Business is competition. Business is war. There's constantly you want to have a good reputation, you want to work with more people, get better clients, you need better processes, you need better systems, then there's gonna be people that will spite you, people that don't like what you're doing, people that think you're so young that you shouldn't have what you should have. So then that they'll you know, try and hurt you in different ways where they try and take clients off you or they'll yeah. try and speak negatively about you or whatever. And that's when you know, even those people that wish you harm, you still wish them well because there's no point having hate in your heart because it does you a disservice, you know, rather than it's about you, you know, it's mm. not about them. They're miserable people. What, you know? Who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for yourself or your family or your ancestors? What gets you out of that twin, you know, silk yeah. sheet bed in the morning? What gets you out um, of that? Very good question. <laughs> because, you know, it's all part of it's like, what else are you going to do? You're going to, you know, you get very, very bored, first mm. of all. And I think like the only way that you can have self-confidence and respecting yourself as a man is if you fucking try as hard as you should try. Yeah. You owe it to yourself and your ancestors and everybody, especially yourself, to be honest, to try as hard as you 
can try. Seventy years left, me. You've got sixty, fifty years. Like, we're yeah. very, like if we're lucky, exactly. You're not gonna hit by a truck on the way out of here. Exactly right. So, so the other thing, like every day is a blessing. We're very lucky to be here. You know, I know people that are younger than me that have got cancer. I know people that have died younger than me. I know people that are worth fifty million dollars at thirty years old. Get into a marriage, you know, lose half of it. I know people that are worth over half a billion dollars and drop dead from working too hard and having too much stress yeah. and they drop dead at 45, 48 years old. You know, I know all of these sort of stories personally. So all you can do is you don't want to be somebody that has to learn from this yourself. Best way to learn is by looking at other people and going, fuck. You could, the best way to learn is by learning through other people's mistakes. Mm. And the second best way to learn is obviously learning by you making the same mistake. But um, you know, in terms of like that sort of stuff, like you just have to be grateful because you never know when your time is up. You yeah. never know like what can happen, like things can change so quickly. It's probably what's beautiful about life because you know, if we were to live to forever, like you there's know- There's no respawn button. There's no, exactly. So we just have to, to give it our best shot and do the best that we can do. That's an honorable thing to do. I think we owe it to ourselves to be honorable and do something that, and do the very best that we can do. It's actually funny that you mentioned yeah. the honorable word because one thing I find most honorable is being on yeah. time. So yeah. I would love to know, again, because yeah. time is the one asset we have that we can't ever get back. It's yes. gone. Once yes. you spend it, it's gone. It's not like money. Absolutely. Right? So I have to ask, how do you manage your time specifically? Yeah. Like, do you time block? Do you use to-do lists? What do you do? Very or do good you just question. figure it out? Very good question. Very interested. No. Look, for me, first of all, at the moment, like the most important things for me, like at the moment, like if I see like watching Netflix and like watching TV, it's just like so fucking boring. Absolutely. Like, like it's just so mundane. Like what the fuck, who cares about But you relax, season? what do you do to relax? What do I do to relax? First of all, I like spending time with myself. Mm. I like going to dinners by myself and shit. You've sometimes that I time. just chill, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like doing that. What else do I like doing? I like entertaining as well. Like on the weekend, probably had about 60 people here I at the office. Oh, you so should have come along, bro. I know, I know um, I should have, yeah, yeah. Amazing people there, really, <laughs> yeah, really I was really people. upset that I couldn't make it, yeah. That's all right, I'm gonna have another one. Yeah. I love doing that sort of stuff. I don't plan on being in the country that long, so yeah, if I can, like I love to get people together and just connect with good people. I realize how valuable that is. Do you feel like that's your purpose, to connect? I think my purpose is probably to improve, it'll be to improve other people's lives, it'll be to improve men's lives, it'll yeah. be to improve young men's lives, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. We'll eventually do that. But eventually, if I was to mate, think you're doing about it right it, now, you're inspiring me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's probably a big part of it. Yeah. But it just comes back to doing the very best that you can do. Yeah. Well, to that, um, speaking of the inspiring kids, that 17-year-old kid is sitting in the back yes. of the classroom studying right now. Yes. Pouring everything he has into those papers. Yes. What advice would you give him? Or her? First of all, like with high school and stuff, like you pretty much just have to get through it, yeah? Yeah. Don't beat yourself up, obviously. No, yeah. At the same time, don't take the piss. I feel like high school is much more important than uni at the moment. Yeah. Well, it depends where you want to go. If you, yeah, if you know yeah. what you want to do, go to uni. But yeah. if you don't, but high school, people shit absolutely. on high school, but you learn how to learn. That's the most important thing in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. I think you should always try your best. I think yeah. you, you shouldn't just, you shouldn't just say school is not worth it, therefore you shouldn't try. I think mm. you should always try. But you should also, it's about, you have to go to school. If you're 16, 17, whatever, you, you should go to school. Like you have to go to school, whether you drop out, whatever. Mm. But it's about what you do during the hours that you're not at school. So what about you know after you finish? Are you sitting there gaming or are you sitting there going, what am I interested in? What, am I, what do I want to learn? What craft do I want to get to know more about? And are you putting your time to work or are you not? And you know what's very interesting? People like... And you can never compare yourself to people because your chapter one is always going to be very different to somebody's chapter one when mm. they start. You know, a very good example, like Iman Gatsi, I've got friends that are very successful. They compare themselves to him. I really look and up I'm to him. I'm like, you, yeah. yeah, but he fucking started at 14, fucking 13 years old. This kid's making videos, he's hustling. 
I bought my first property at 1920. Mm. You know, he's got seven years on me. You know, <laughs> it takes fucking seven, eight years to build something great anyway. Yeah. So the fact that he's, he's not just building the business, you're building yourself. Correct. Yeah. And like, I sort of know his numbers, you know, I'll probably hit that at, maybe I'll hit that at fucking 31, 32, but he started that long before me. So yeah. of course he's going to get that. I know friends in, in business that started at 16, uh, 15, and then they, by 20, they're, they're driving two $300,000 Mercedes. It's a life. That's because they started early. So it's just about when you pay your dues. But the, I think the question, the yep. question I want to go to yes. is, is like, when, to the point where becoming an entrepreneur becomes ridiculously difficult. Like mm. to the point where it becomes like you start losing connection with your family. We've all had that phase yep. where you start, and again, I'm not too far along. I'm yes. slightly, yeah, uh, I'm like, you know what I mean? I get that. I went the through point a stage I'm trying like to make that. is that like when I started, my family mm. really suffered from it. Yes. Right. And then I realized later down the track, especially this year, that family is one of the most important things. So what's your advice to someone who's going through the entrepreneurial journey and is screwing their family? up a little bit very good question i'll tell you about my situation first of all like communication when i was starting my business hustling pretty heavily at the start i was doing a lot of the client interactions going back like four or five years ago for i'm gonna say like between seven to nine months like i didn't have one dinner at home like probably one dinner because seven days a week i was out taking clients to dinner taking clients to lunch taking clients to coffees like just constantly like did not have a dinner at home obviously like that plays a toll. Mum sort of being like, you know, you don't, you don't value that's family time, like very disappointed, like all that sort of stuff. I guess it's just about communication, you know, show them that you love them still, like still remember to do that. Yeah. But when you become successful, they'll understand. But obviously beforehand, it's, it's difficult. All you can do is talk to them and try your very best. Don't not see your family, like work hard-ish and then play games. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't be one or the other. Like, if you're going to do that, be all in. Mm. Like, don't be a hypocrite as well. So if well. you're going to do something, stick to it and go for it. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, what you said about communication, again, super important. Now you're a busy man, right? I'd imagine you get a lot of notifications on your phone. A lot of calls, a lot of texts, so emails. Good right? points. Yeah. How do you manage it? Or First you? of all, one of the things I love about Dubai is that by the time you wake up, so if I wake up at 5 o'clock, mm. it's 12 o'clock in Australia. AM? So everyone's asleep. No, no, sorry. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so the day started. That means the day started. Everyone's like hitting me up and shit. So I'll, I'll turn my phone on. I'm like, burr, 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 and I'll get all these notifications. Then I'll sit there making calls for the next two or three hours, like just making sure everything's running as it should, like making sure everything's dandy. dandy. By about 10 o'clock in yeah. the morning, people are chilling. It's six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So you've done your shit by 11 o'clock. It's like you got the whole day. So you prefer the morning to be the busy time and then the afternoon yeah. to be relaxing. And then you sit there, you're like, all right, fuck, what do we want to do now? Mm. Like, all right, we'll go to a coffee shop and then we'll work on the laptop. The and then, go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, and we'll hit up and we'll start working on the business, not in the business. Yeah. And then we'll go to the gym and then fuck, what else is there to do? You know, you've mm. hit everything, then things are good and you work, get an extra seven hours out of the day. Yeah, you start prioritizing other things. Like, yeah, yeah you get you you, can, you got time to do other things. You finish your work, your cool haircut, gym, like whatever. And then you've got quiet time to work on whatever it is you want. Exactly. That's yeah. a dream, man. Like, yeah. Recently, you know, I'm just in the process of getting a team together. Cool. Um, I've got contractors started to come in and everything, and I'm just getting into it. Right. Very I obviously cool. can't afford Australian stuff. Of course. Yeah. You get me, but I'm trying. Yes. So it's taken a tiny bit off my shoulders. Good. But the notifications are ridiculous. So yes. I guess the point I'm trying to make is. You know, even your phone is beeping right now. So yep. do you have like focuses set in place or any special things set up to stop that? Mm. Or do you just not look at it? Discipline. Very good question. Yeah, so there's times of the day where I try not to go on my emails. I work late as well. Yeah. So, you know, when we finish tonight, no one's going to start, no one's going to call me at seven or eight o'clock at night. Or they will, but not as many people. Right. I'll get less notifications at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night than I will at two in the afternoon. So mm. that's another thing. I, I end up 
working a lot of the day, but then at night time I have that free time. And for me, like, yeah, I'm happy doing that. If I was to ask, yeah, time blocking is great. I write down what the tasks that I need to do. It's stressful though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Look, to be honest, I don't really time block, yeah. but I know people that do. I will write down what I want to do for the day. You have non-negotiables and you just do them. Yeah, I call um, those objectives. That's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. perfect. Yeah. No, very good. Yeah, but I guess the key message is that you should just do the best that you can do for you. When you do that, you will have confidence. When you don't do that, you don't have confidence. If I see people that like, it's nothing more infuriating than somebody that talks about what they're gonna do and doesn't actually do it. <laughs> Tell it's me like, that. shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, get out of town, know, just go don't have to, Exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who's got time for those people? Those are people with the lowest confidence because they, they haven't earned it. Why would they have confidence when they don't have any discipline? Mm. It's about doing things that you don't wanna do for the sake of doing it. And, and like the rewarding yourself I've for got, nothing. I've got, the, like, I've got some friends who are wealthy, some friends who are Flat broke, yep. but the flat broke ones, I've got the people who are wealthy, they're saying like, oh, I'm gonna do this, but they don't do it. As you said, yep. some do it, some don't. Yep. But the, every single friend I've got is flat broke. Mm -hmm. Every time does as much as they can, don't, don't quit. They're working on the wrong things. Yep. They have the craziest work ethic. Yep. You know, yep. So again, if you were talking to one of my friends who's got that work ethic, mm. would you bring them, as you said, into real estate or would you make them work on themselves, put that work into themselves? Very good question. Well, so first of all, they should do, like first of all, sales is the most important thing. Mm. Like, sales is everything. Like every interaction, communication, like everything. So sales is the most important thing. So Absolutely. first of all, like sales is one thing that you have to do. So I think you need something to keep your job. You should have a job. I, I believe that you should have a job when you're young because you need to work. You need to find a mentor. You should work to learn, like not work to earn. So you should have that mentor, right? Save your money. Like don't spend like heaps of fucking money. At the same time, don't miss out on all your shit. Like for me, yeah, I was I'm always sorry. that guy that like I would go out. Like I never miss... I wouldn't really miss a party when I was like 20, 21, 22. I didn't miss a party, but I wasn't that guy who was like 22 trying to be like, yeah, I'll shout everybody. Like, fuck that. I'll get my own drinks. Like, I have a good time with my friends. Like, I'd get the memory in, but I also wouldn't sacrifice my work ever. So I'd go out with the guys until three in the morning and then I'd go to my job at fucking 7.30 in the morning or 8.30 in the morning. But Jeez. that's, I wasn't prepared to, I'm not prepared to sacrifice my job, not prepared to miss out on memories with the guys. Mm. So fuck it, be tired for a day. You just have to do it. Or go to sleep early and miss out. But well, that I'll tell was you a quick story. Narayan and I, right, yeah. went out last night. Yep. Right. Well, actually, we stayed in last night. We had okay. incursion. Right? Yes. Had everyone over for the F1. Nice. And that's why I couldn't make it yesterday. Cool. And got hammered, right? Okay. But we went for a walk. Woke yes. up 6.30, 6.45. Worked out. Nice. All that. Beautiful. Action. Mindset, yeah. yeah. 100% fan. Balance it out, yeah. yeah. So if you're going to do something bad, you better fucking get up and, and do some work the next day. <laughs> I was yeah. so tired, man. I was in, when we were in the gym yeah. today, I was in the bathroom looking for the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, besides uh, that. You know, well, I want to ask a few more questions, but yes. I want to go more into Maple. Yes. So I'd love to know. So Maple, mission statement. Do you have one? Yeah, for us, like we'd only... Buying an investment property, like it's scary. There are a lot of things that can go wrong. Mm. As I mentioned before, like the best way to learn is through other people's mistakes. The best way to learn is through education and making sure that you have the knowledge to make the right decision from the get-go. Mm -hmm. That's what we're set up. We don't want people to make bad decisions. We don't want people to fuck up and then go, oh shit, I shouldn't have bought this or I became too emotional about- Too remorseful. Exactly, about buying something and now I've lost two or three years. I think property should just be like a good, slow and steady thing that you continue to do and accumulate properties over time while you begin to level yourself up in terms of your career experience mm -hmm. and also work on yourself after hours. Don't be one of those people, in my opinion, like I wasn't one of those people that started my business at 20, personally. Mm -hmm. I worked till I was like pretty, like at least like 23, 24, and then I was like, I was I had mortgage broking, which was a business, and I still had Maple five years ago, so I was 23. But you know, at 20, I was still trying to learn a lot of things because you'll make a lot of mistakes otherwise, and if you can 
get more of a mentor, then mm-hmm. you're going to make less mistakes. Like at the same time, it's very good to do that, but... Well, how do you find a mentor? How do you find Might a... be your recommendation for that. First of all, like... It can be quite spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, but like when you have a mentor, like nobody's going to want to mentor you if you just like, hey, can you mentor me? Because no, like, you got to prove value. yourself, yeah. you know what I mean? You need yeah. to be like, this person's actually worth my time. Mm. For me, I'd mentor people, but I'm not going to mentor someone that's like, I know he's probably going to quit after six months or of something. Yeah. Exactly, like why would you waste your time? So it's about... You know, they'd have to prove themselves to you. They have to show a lot of respect. They have to show, like, that they're eager to learn. When you speak, they should be fucking writing notes and recording and asking good, intelligent questions so that you know that they're thinking. Mm. All these things will build rapport. You know, don't ask for a catch-up if you're, like, a nobody. Ask for a, hey, do you mind if I can ask you one or two questions on Instagram about something? I find your journey really inspiring. If there was ever an opportunity, I'd love to pick your brain over the phone for five minutes. Your journey is something. Like, you know, compliment people and then ask for little things and then eventually build a relationship slowly and then eventually, you know, that will blossom into something, you know, more interesting and intriguing. But the Mm. most... The biggest thing people want, people are happy to give their time. They just want to know that it's appreciated and the person's listening. So, you know, always thank them for their time. Always, yeah, make sure respectful, you're taking notes. Generally. Respectful, yeah. Well, another question. It's very easy to be like, how are you, bro? Like, um, can I ask you some questions? Or can, I take, can we go to lunch or something? Yeah. So why the fuck am I taking it? Like, yeah, why we go to lunch? You know, yeah, like, like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's very much just like reading the room. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Going against the people point. Yep. Maple, yes. I would love to know. I would love to know what the biggest road bump is like in business in general a lot of a lot of clients we work with especially their biggest road uh, roadblock yeah. is people mm-hmm. is hiring the right team so with you from the come up for the last let's say yeah three months what's been yeah. the roughest thing well you always want to make sure that you know you don't know people's agendas on the on the back end so you want to make sure that you're you need to be a really good judge of character mm. so you need to be an expert in that if mm. you're not then you can get uh, situations where people have ill intentions. So that's very, very important. Obviously, staff is important. Absolutely. Yeah, Uh, yeah, there's snakes everywhere. You know, they're there to challenge you. They're there to teach you a lesson as well. So you can't, it's more so about if you were getting snaked constantly, it's more so about like you need to, there's something that you're missing. You either need to be a better judge of character, you need better processes, you need to do all these different things and you need to learn from that and you're going to keep repeating the same mistake until you've actually got that right. So... You know, and that comes with time and experience and you need to be attentive to learn and yeah, obviously people is, is important, you know, it's a, it's a big challenge, you know, and one that is essential. You need to be very good at reading people. You only want to bring in good, genuine people that have the right mindset around why they want to be with your company. Other things, what else is challenging about business? You know, obviously the second thing is- I think, I think it just said it, business. Yeah. <laughs> it's challenging. Of course, yeah. 100%. You're responsible for absolutely everything. Uh, most definitely. Yeah. And then um, if the company goes down, you go down. Right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Like um, Gymshark, for example, Ben Francis. Yeah. Yes, you know yes. Yeah, he's a really, really big inspiration of mine. Yes. Him and Mangazi and yep. uh, yeah, other people like that. Absolutely. You as well, by oh, the way. But what I want to say is that he, for example, when I want to get this right, Jim Shark had a, had a little scandal where yep. they said, someone said Blue Lives Matter and they said All Lives Matter, something like that. As, sure. But not, not to go into that regard, but yes. to go into the, I, I don't really remember yep. how they said it, but yep. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, Ben Francis got pulled down for that. Like oh, to really? the floor. What do you mean? He got death like threats, cancelled something? Oh. Cancelled big time. Really? Right? Yeah. And Just by saying all lives matter. Yeah. And same with like Daniel Asheville from Asheville uh, yeah. Construction in, really? in London, I think. Yes. Yeah. He got pulled down for environmental issues. Yes. But it's, that's what I'm saying. The figurehead of the company yes. always gets pulled down before the company itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if that happened to you, how would you deal with it? Bombshell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> First of all, you got to mean what you say. If mm. you mean what you say, you got to own what you say. Mm. And if that happened to me, I'll just back myself up. 
double down on that. And yeah, I think I, I wouldn't say something if I didn't mean it. And yeah, I thankfully we're at the point where our lead structures and everything are very well diversified. One second, lead structure, do you mean lead pipelines? Lead, yeah, lead generation lead systems. Generation. Yeah. So our lead generation systems are not just one or two different things. Our lead generation systems are you know dozens of different things that we now implement. So you know that means that I can probably be a little bit more looser-lipped on what I want to say rather than in the past I was very careful about saying things that were probably politically correct. Now I'm, I feel a lot more confident to say things that things that I actually believe mm. and it is unfortunate that with the the mainstream narrative that if you slightly disagree with that you were you were shunned and crucified in the media in the sense and and you're considered a bad person for your beliefs you know and it's it's interesting and they, they're trying to suppress ideas and control language so once um, the argument yeah yeah exactly it's and that's that's very dangerous and that leads to very dangerous places so I think that that comes into being the best version of yourself. You mm. speak authentically, you mean what you say, and you don't think carefully about what you say. Don't just say things. I mean, me and my friends, we have commandments that we implement with each other. No tacit approval. If somebody says something that you don't agree with, don't say, yeah, bro, that's, yeah, huh. Like, not actually, like, I don't agree with that, brother. You know, you know, I love you, but speak. Honesty, you know? honesty moves mountains. Mm. There's so much fake. Yes. There's so many fake people in this 100%. world. 100%, but you can be Definitely. fake without realizing it as well. Yeah. Like, you can just... People want to be liked, people want to be agreeable, and if you just don't agree with people for the sake of it. So we're back in action, Boo. And um, first of all, how do you pronounce your name, man? I can't get it right. Bo. Bo. I've yes. been saying Boo the entire time. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, we'll get back. It's, yeah, Bo. So it's like bow and arrow. Bow and, ah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So the point we were talking about before, you know, you've talked about the trip to Dubai, you're talking about traveling the world, stuff like that. But I yep. want to know specifically, as I said, about Maple. Now, our audience is younger, right? Our audience is 18 to 25, 24, around yep. there. So if they're starting at any position, any point in the journey, yep. let's go to something specific. Like, what was the number one way you've promoted your business when you were starting out? Was it email marketing, Facebook ads, Google? How'd you do it? So for the first two years, it was all organic. Mm. It was all word of mouth. Referrals. It was all social. So I would post people's results of what, you know, more or less what they bought, the result, you know, put some genuine information in there and just try to to throw value out there. I would post that on my my social media. Mm -hmm. and Your personal brand or Maple's brand? No, I put that on my own personal brand. Right. My own personal Instagram account. From there, I would get questions. A lot of people would reach out and they would want to do what my clients had done in terms of the growth and the types of properties that we were looking at. So this was very helpful and we... Yeah, so I, I used Instagram and then we used referrals and word of mouth from that point and we mm. just kept growing and we tried to make sure that every single person had an amazing experience, really valued that referral. So Maple's core belief is customer support, the customer's always in the position of power. Would you say yes. that or would you say, um, like what's more important to Maple? I wouldn't opinion? say like the customer's always in a position of yeah, power. Yeah, I think I that wrong. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Can't have it's it all figured so, out. So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, you're good bro. Um, mm. I think like it's more just about, first of all, like it's a partnership. It's mm. not like we don't, you know, we don't consider like what we do, like it's not sales. Like we want to work with people that want to grow and develop a portfolio over the long term. You know, if you want to buy just one property, like there's no point working together. Like I'll be honest, like if you want to build a portfolio over the long term, you want to continue duplicating, um, invest like in properties that pay for themselves on principal and interest and actually structure properties in a way that will allow you to keep moving. Yeah. Awesome, then we'll work together. Right. Our strategy is like buy and hold. So we purchase a property, like we'll help a client purchase a property. We'll basically do all the diligence for them. But before that, like we're very education focused. So we wanna make sure that the kind of properties that we're looking at 
you know, are properties that that the clients make that they understand. So we have a lot of education that we do before we even allow a client to look at purchasing a property. I saw that, yeah. So we try and be very education focused. So we'll talk about things such as like, we'll compare all the different property types mm. and the clients need to have a really solid understanding of that. So to give you an example, we'll compare like retail properties versus commercial properties versus offices versus residential properties oh, versus so you do industrial. All. Like, no, we'll compare it all first okay. of all, right? What we believe is more safe and secure is residential property. People mm, always absolutely. need houses to live in, not to shit on any other types of properties, <laughs> but this yeah. is what we do. We want to do things that are safe and secure and that we can more so be sure of what the outcome's going to be. So that's the first part. We do a lot of comparing around that. If a client looks at it all and goes, eh, you know what, fuck it, I want to buy a industrial property, like, okay, great, like, that's perfect. Like, that's not perfect, but at least you've made that informed decision. Right. Then we're not the right people for them. Whereas, but at least they can make that decision, they're making an informed decision, and they have guidance, and we know that early on. So, that's some of the education that we'll go through. Other things, like, we'll compare new properties versus established properties, we'll compare apartments versus, I mean, there's so many segments too, like, once you've got apartments versus townhouses versus houses versus house and land versus, like, whatever, you know, Mm. off the plans, like, so then it's just about comparing that. What's that going to look like? Once you've got that, you've got like market areas, properties. So like what market are you looking at? Are you looking at Victoria, New South Wales, um, South Australia, WA, like what's Queensland? Like what's going to be good for I'm you guys are national right now, but you're expanding internationally. Yeah, correct. We, yeah, I'll be doing some stuff in Dubai separately. But oh, here we go. Yeah, it's going to so be fun. It should be cool. Far out. Um, well, if yeah. I ever need a place, I know who to call. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Far out, man. Yeah. Well, I, okay, another question specifically about business. Again, sure. step by steps, we're going for three apps, right? Three apps, software, tools, whatever it is. It could be Zapier, yeah. it could be FusionSoft, whatever it is. Sure. Three apps that have really made life easier for you as a businessman. For us, like we use Monday.com as our main CRM Monday. system. Yeah, so right. we use that. That works well. It integrates very well with Slack, so we can have team communication through so there. Monday.com and Slack. Yep. Right. But also we use we use Zapier as a as an intermediary for website generation. All of our website inquiries, Facebook advertising, Instagram, SEO, all of that comes straight directly into the CRM, mm. which is good. That here is a big oh, supporter that of that. Bitch to link up. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. we got IT to do that, so. Oh, I feel lucky you, bro. I'm good. Yeah. Myself trying to do it. yeah, yeah. So that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but good investment. Yeah, look, they're, yeah. they're good ones. Yeah. 100%. Wow. In terms of starting as well, I think you mentioned, you know, what are the steps to starting a business? I think. You know, first of all, you have to have a good education around that business. So if you wanted to start a digital ad agency, rather than just YouTubing how to do digital ads and being self-taught, certainly do that. But also I'd recommend working in an actual company that does that. Mm. So you have that experience, you'll pick up how they actually run their company, how they run all their other channels and sales, so you understand. So I recommend like you do both. And so that's the first part. The next part is obviously at the start, like as you're a business owner, like you're doing everything, right? Mm. So you're doing the- All the hats. You got every single hat on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, your lead generation, you're doing the work, your Counting. operations, you're, you know, accounting, whatever, like you're paying things, like you're doing everything. And then obviously over time, you want to like leverage your time so that you're doing higher and higher level things to the point where, you know, you're working on the business constantly, not in the business. And then eventually, yeah, have multiple businesses and have that. You know, it's just an evolution. Mm. So that's the direction that you want to go. Because you, what I look up to, like specifically about you, Blake, is how relaxed you seem. You seem very relaxed. A lot of people don't have that privilege. Mm. So we've already covered the fact that, you know, you, you, how you organize your phone, how you organize your time. But 
Do you ever get that crippling sense of, oh, I need to do something, I need to work, I need to work, I need to work, or is it just you've finally come to terms with it? I did. Obviously, there's things that are important, but the most important thing is your health. Mm. So, you know, if your heart's constantly fucking doing this, it's not good, man. So do what you need to do, work hard, work long hours, but don't sacrifice your health. And that's probably a change for me that I realized about a year ago. You know, there's people that I know that have worked too hard or not too hard, but they haven't worked the right way. Yeah. Do the best you can do, but don't. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the journey. Try not to make problems that will keep you up at night. Yeah. Hard to kill. Do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I have the, we're going back to the personal brand story. Mm. So, Bo, you're off to Dubai next, right? Yes, yes. So why? I want to know. Tax? Special reason? So we, we spoke about it a bit, a bit before right. in terms of like the compliance, the legislation, like Let's all that sort specific, of thing. Yeah. It's a few different things, right? Right. So... I know a lot, everybody has their reasons. Of course, you don't have to share. Tax is obviously like a big thing for people in general. Mm. Tax for me like isn't my main motivation personally. It's, it's obviously not paying taxes great. Obviously like you gotta speak to your accountants and stuff because you don't wanna do anything. There's some there's such thing as tax avoidance and then there's tax evasion. But everyone talks about the Dubai 0% tax thing but everything's so much more expensive. Everything's inflated in Dubai. Yes, correct. Exactly. Um, so a lot of people see the tax and like go for it, but people like you who can actually you know, afford the change as well. Well, there's, there's different things too. I mean, if you're an Australian tax resident, you're an Australian tax resident, you have to pay tax here anyway. Mm. So it's more so like about how are you going to structure it. A lot of people think they can just go to Dubai and like not pay any tax. It's still, there's two things. Like you want to- Fun surprise. You, the last thing you want is when you're sleeping at night, you don't want a situation where you don't pay any tax and then you're constantly worried that the ATO is going to come after you as well because that's not worth it either. So you want to set things up in a way that is legal mm. and a way that is strategic. Right. And there are ways that you can legally reduce your taxes, your tax burden dramatically. So and people go like, you know, people like billionaires yeah. and millionaires who don't pay tax. Yep. Like people go like, oh, they're not doing their part. They're not funding the country. And I'm just, yes. and they're just like, I, I can't remember who said it, but someone in the political sphere, I yep. think it might've been Trump. I'm not sure, but Kerry he said- Kerry Packer said something very good as well. Well, please tell. Kerry Packer had a speech where he was getting investigated for tax evasion going back, I don't know, if it was 20 or was 30 years ago. Was this the crown guy? Yes. Yeah, his dad, yes. the current Correct. guy? Yes. Yeah, so in the court. And, and yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Please tell, I can't. And he was going, um, you know, of course I want to minimize tax. You know, anybody that doesn't minimize tax is, you know, is a dummy. Mm. Now, there's a difference between minimizing tax legally and doing it illegally. Mm. You know, and what he's suggesting is that he's doing it legally. Now, the other thing is you want to legally minimize your tax. There's nothing wrong with legally minimizing your tax using yeah. the parts of the tax code that have been designed in a legal manner. He suggested that the government is not spending the money, your tax money, in such a way that you should be contributing extra. So the fact that you are legally minimizing your tax, it's something that is, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Like the government is not using it in a way that that you should be contributing extra at all. Okay, I think that right. was brilliantly said. Yeah, you I have know, to watch that again. Also, you know, obviously in Australia, we're very lucky. We've got, you know, free medical and we have a range of benefits, which is great. But, you know, it's just about, if there are loopholes there, then in my opinion, why would you not utilize those? If Absolutely. they're legal and and that's where the differences come in. Dubai is, is a place where they support the one who's giving it a crack. Australia, Yeah, they the have US. a golden visa rule, don't they, for business owners? Yes, they, they're yes. Fresh into. Very true. Yeah. Yep. So there's a few different ways you can earn your residency. Yes, golden, golden visa is, is a type of way. So golden visa is, at the moment, 2 million dirhams, dirhams of invested capital mm -hmm. in the country will allow you to become a resident holder for right. up to 10 years, as it stands now. That's things, pretty good. Things yeah. are changing all the time. Good so nice. hopefully 
that loophole could be ch- changing soon. There was one at 750,000. I'm not sure if that's still around. Right. Another one is you own a company there. Another one is you're employed there. There's not too many more. So you need a reason over there. They don't just accept you. You need to actually have a reason over there. You need to have an intent to do business over there and want to actually be there. But they're, the thing about Dubai is they are very, uh, they support the one giving it a crack. And I think Australia used to support the one giving it a crack. Oh, the US yeah, used to here we support go. the one yeah. giving it a crack. But I made the conclusion about 12 months ago that you know, I don't feel supported anymore in giving it a crack. People are like, dicks. Like Melbourne's a little bit better than Sydney. Like I'll be honest, I'm gonna be completely frank here. When I started in year 11, year 12, year 10, I started, in, I started with investing here and there and then a little bit of business stuff here and there. And then I got into music. Yep. Music was big. So I used to go on stage and make myself look like a fool. Yep. And I cool. got bullied so hard, yep. right? Because I was giving it a crack, yep. right? And then two, three years later after school, then people start respecting it and everything like that. Of course. But that's what I'm saying. If this was Dubai, people would be all over it. Yes, of course. Happy, supporting you and yes. everything. Yes, but exactly. here, people just want to take the shiny, big ass Bowie knife and stab you around the back of it. Yes, so, exactly. Tall poppy syndrome, yeah. very big here. Meaning that, you know, people find it difficult to be happy for other people's success, mm. which in Dubai, we don't, maybe in other countries as well. You don't, if someone's doing better than you, it's like, wow, congratulations. Like. They say mashallah and they say it all the time. You know, it means glory to God, isn't it? Glory to God. Yeah, it's just like um, God be with you. God's work, like uh, God willing, basically just supporting you and and saying that basically respect. And Mm. what they're also doing is they're acknowledging that, you know, maybe they feel like a little bit of envy or even if they don't feel envy consciously, there might be some subconscious sort of connotation and they want to completely eliminate that and basically just say, you know, mashallah, brother, congratulations. And this is well deserved. But um, here it's like, yeah, good. I'm so proud of you. Oh, he's such a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he did thing. this. Oh, he's that yeah. baby one. Oh, his mum helped him. Like, yeah. do this. Or that is money. Ten Ugh, that bothers like, me. That's how it is. Yeah. So we catch ourselves making excuses for other people's success. And look, yes, sure, maybe people get handed things, and that's okay. We're it's, it's levels again. It's levels. You know, don't compare yourself to other people. Easier said than done. Because your situation, where you might have parents might earn 100k, but somebody else's parents might earn 10 dollars a week. You know, overseas and not have enough money for food, and that—that's true. I mean, mm. there's when once you go around the world and travel to different places, you realize that we're infinitely blessed here. You have your health, you have your you're strong. There's no, you guys are have no disabilities. You know, you fucking look good, like you know, oh, you're very very lucky. You know? <laughs> so that means a lot. Well, it hasn't always been that way. So we all had to work very hard to get to this point. So beautiful, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you did absolutely. as well. Likewise. Absolutely, yeah. Um, when was your when was your glow up? Very good. Would you say always. Progressing, my friend. Natural progression. Yeah. yeah. Tough question. Tough always question. Tr- always trying. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, bro, I think we'll cut it here. Obviously, you got stuff to do. I'm hungry, so you're going to eat cool. dinner. <laughs> um, maybe have finally go to sleep on time. Very nice, so, yeah. yeah. But, bro, it was a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Appreciate it, brother. Cool. Thank you, guys. Cheers.